on the good ship lollipop it now you're going to be singing that all day long i guarantee you hey welcome to the harland highway podcast y'all uh great to have you here all you pavement pounders and whatnot uh great show today a little bit of family action happening um one of the pavement pounders called in and asked to uh to uh talk to one of my family members Wait till you hear this phone call. Um, also, uh, a crazy news story where some snooty little actress is doing something that really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, wait till you hear this story and hear me rant. Hear me rant and roar against this this young actress who really got my hairs up. Um, we'll also be talking about uh, exercising. What are the benefits of exercising, and are there benefits to exercising in a gym or exercising outdoors? Wait till you hear the horror story about a friend of mine who decided to do her exercising outdoors and has just about paid for it with her life uh, on a couple of occasions. So an interesting debate. So uh, let's get on the uh, comedy highway here. Let's roll down the Harland Highway. Let's have fun. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Oh, okay. This this crazy news story actually ruffles my feathers a little bit. Uh, listen to the headline here. Emma Watson, she's the uh, little actress from the Harry Potter movies. She's She's done like six Harry Potter movies, probably has more money than all of our family members combined. Probably has more money than all of us listening combined. And uh, Emma Watson, this little, I think she's only like 19 years old or something. She's a kid. She says she plans a one-year sabbatical to focus on activism. Good Lord. So she's taking a sabbatical from acting. First of all, I hate that word. It's the most pretentious word. I'm taking a sabbatical. Yeah. It's been a really tough year. I need I need a sabbatical real bad. Yeah, I know you can get them down at the uh, massage parlor for about uh, $25.99. Oh, really? Do they have good sabbaticals down there? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, really nice. Um, let's read this article. It says, prepare yourself to see less of Emma Watson. Uh Uh-oh, whatever will I do on the big screen anyways? The Harry Potter star is taking a year-long sabbatical 
focusing instead on her work with the United Nations. He for she gender equality project as well as for her own personal betterment. Good Lord. (laughs) I'm sorry, he for she gender equality. Wow. Okay. I guess, you know, you can put your time wherever you want. Ay, ay, ay. But here's here's where my feathers get ruffled. It, you know, to have a, a girl that's like, you know, 19 years old or whatever the hell she is, and to say she's putting her acting, she's taking off acting for a one-year sabbatical. It's, it, did you know how hard Hollywood is? Do you know how hard it is to to get an acting gig in a TV show, in a movie, even like a tampon commercial? Do you know how competitive it is? Do you know how do you know how much people struggle? Do you know how many people have sold their soul just to get a walk-on part on Friends or The Big Bang Theory? Too many, uh, you know, how many women have thrown themselves at big-time directors just to get a two lines in a, in a Hollywood blockbuster. Now, outside of the the kind of sleazy side, there's also legitimate actors who dedicate their every waking hour to going to acting classes and school and auditioning and just pounding the pavement and doing everything they can. To just get noticed and maybe, if they're lucky, build a career. I, I think the the percentage of, of actors that make it into a full-time working profession as a career, I, I think like the, 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 the percentage is like 3% get through. As a, as a guy who's done a lot of acting, I count my blessings every day, man. And it comes and goes. There's years when you, you, you get two or three movies or you get a, a sitcom or you get a bunch of stuff and then you could go two, three years with nothing. I've been there. Um, so to hear, to hear this, this, you know, this girl come out with this press release and this announcement, it just kind of rubs it in the face of people that, that are like, Really? You're like barely through puberty and you're taking a year-long sabbatical to focus on yourself. When I've been going to, you know, the uh, Harry Adler Acting Academy for, you know, nine years and eating peanut butter in my empty apartment, taking the, the bus to auditions, begging to get someone to see me. Here's more of the article. She laid out her plans in an interview with feminist writer Bell Hooks for some magazine. She goes, I'm taking a year away from acting to focus on two things, really. My own personal development is one. I know that you read a book a day. My own personal task is to read a book a week and also to read a book a month as part of my book club. I'm reading a lot this year, and I want to do a lot of listening. I want to listen to as many different women in the world as I can. Well, how about a bunch of -of out-of-work actresses saying, Fuck you, Emma Watson. 
Fuck you. You want to read a fucking book? How about I fucking let you read my fucking phone book and all the fucking connections in it that I've built up over fucking 15 years and it hasn't led to fucking nothing? Why don't you read that book? I mean, it's just so freaking... Why do, why do we have to know this stuff? You're turning down starring roles in movies so you can go read? Why don't you read uh, in your trailer in between scenes? Why don't you read when you do one movie a year for, you know, $42 million and take have the rest of the year off to get your nails done? Why don't you read it night before you... I'm, I'm going to take a year off and listen to women. Holy shit. I don't know. I'm not even a girl. I'm not even a woman, and I'm pissed off at this. Like, I can only imagine if I'm a struggling female actress and I'm reading this crap, or even if I'm not. Even if I work at a hair salon or I work at Home Depot or I have my own business... Whatever women do anything these days. You, you know, even if you're not an actress, you might read this and go, what a pretentious little snoot. I mean, just just go away for a year. It's not like we're all sitting... Were, you, were, any, were any of you sitting at home and wondering what the little girl from the Harry Potter movies was doing next year? I don't... I wasn't thinking about her. I couldn't give up flying, but... She, she feels the need to, like, come out and tell the world about, oh, everybody, stop. Listen, I'm taking a year off to read and listen to women. Good Lord, man. It's just so damn pretentious. It's almost like just grind it in, your, grind it in people's faces that, oh, I'm so good. I'm so popular. I'm so in demand. I can just shut it all off. And when I decide to turn it on again, it'll all just be there. I don't have to crawl through the trenches with all the other actors and actresses. Maybe I'll take two years off. Who knows? I've got a lot of reading. I'll try to read every book in the world and listen to every woman. Well, I hate to say it, Emma, but I bet a lot of the women are going, Fuck you, biatch. So there you go. This crazy news story of the day. If you happen to bump into a uh, little actress hanging around at a Starbucks reading a book, looking like she's got nothing to do, guess who it is? Yeah. Emma, I'm on sabbatical, Watson. Boy, that poor kid. All the rotten luck. I was with her a couple of hours ago. I bought her some soup. Speaking of rotten luck, uh, do you have friends that have rotten luck? Have you ever had rotten luck? Here's, here's an argument I have for going to the gym. Okay, I don't know how many of you go to the gym. But the argument for going to the gym is so that you're inside and you're not outside. Okay, I have a friend of mine, wonderful girl, beautiful girl, active girl, likes to stay fit, likes to stay in shape. And uh, used to go to the gym, and then she kind of switched gears. And now she kind of decided, well, I'm, I'm going to be outside. I want to jog. I want to ride my bike. I want to do this. I want to do that. So in the last, like, three years, 
Okay, she started she started doing the running thing. So she started running around town in, in Los Angeles. And one day she tells me about this horrible story where she, she's at an intersection and she's jogging and she's waiting for the light to turn and some crazy maniac guy walking down the street like grabbed her and was trying to punch her right in the face. And he was yelling at her and said, I'm going to beat the living you-know-what out of you. And, and she said she was, like, ducking. And this guy was wailing. He was throwing punches. And she was screaming. And this guy literally tried to assault her. And, and she, was, she was fortunately able to kind of avoid him actually connecting. But she said this guy was swinging right at her face. And he was yelling, I'm going to punch your face in. And it was very violent and, and scary and horrible. And I'm like, God, I guess that's what happens when you run out in the street. So then uh, probably like uh, three quarters of a year later, a year later, she she's bicycling. And she's going along on this little road. And uh, she, I guess she kind of lost her concentration or she didn't. And she doesn't really remember. She, she the, Her front tire like hit the curb. And she went head over heels, landed uh, landed on her back on, on the ground in a little ditch, blood coming out of her ears and her nose, uh, broken collarbone, like horrible, like, like someone was driving along and saw her laying there. They thought she was dead. Apparently, when the ambulance came, they said she'd lost like a ton of blood and, and was like getting getting close to being in trouble. And, uh, you know, she went through this traumatic accident and then, of course, uh, bro- shattered her collarbone and had to wear this ridiculous cast and this getup. And, she, you know, she was literally on her ass for like six months. So you go, you go out to exercise for, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, an hour to try and get in shape and your reward is six months of nothing. You're not even allowed to barely get up and walk around. So you've just like made yourself go backwards half a year. So then the reason I'm bringing this up cut to this weekend, uh, she sends me a picture yesterday She's wearing her jogging pants, and she sends me a picture, and the jogging pants, she was out jogging, obviously, and the front of the jogging pants are ripped open on both knees, just shredded, and just her knees are exposed, covered with blood, scraped to hell, Um, so I went to check up on her. Uh, actually earlier today just to see what's going on and she said yes sometimes when she's jogging she 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 likes to sprint so she started sprinting and I don't know if you've ever seen this but sometimes when there's trees and near the sidewalk the roots grow under the sidewalk and lift the sidewalk up I don't know if you've seen this but it's dangerous man the sidewalk actually like it almost looks like a drawbridge it starts coming up so she was running full tilt hit one of these uh, tree root sidewalk booby traps and just went tits over Thursday. 
scraped her friggin' knees wide open. And, and, you know, when I went to visit her today, she could barely walk. She was in severe pain. She was limping on one leg. I mean, you know, you go to the gym, this stuff doesn't happen. And, and you know, yeah, it's nice to be out in, in exercise world. But I started thinking, you know, if this is happening to her, it must happen to people all the time. I think a lot of people, I remember I did a podcast a couple of years ago where I actually looked up the amount of people killed every year riding their bikes out on the streets and in public. And I think it's like something horrible, like 900 or, you know, 1,500 people a year are killed riding their bikes in the streets. So you got to imagine people running and jogging and doing all this exercise stuff. You've got to figure there's some fatalities there, or at least some some injuries, you know, twisting an ankle, breaking an ankle, getting hit by a car, getting hit by someone on a bike, tripping, falling. Maybe like this girl getting assaulted. Maybe someone's following you. Maybe someone's, uh, you know, chases you. Maybe a, a mean neighborhood dog chases you and bites you. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of unlucky. So what I'm asking, you know, what I what, what I said to this this girl a friend of mine, I said, look, no more being healthy out in the street. You want to be healthy, go to the gym where you're in a controlled environment. And in my heart, I don't really believe that. I mean, you know, it, there's nothing better than being in the outdoors. But man, I don't know. It, it's you know, you, you you're, it's dangerous out there. Ooga booga. I want you to be healthy, but just watch yourself. Yikes. So I hope my friend's okay. I I hope she heals up all right. And uh, I hope none of you guys ever run into this kind of stuff. Me, I'm I'm going to do my jogging and weight training and exercising in the damn gym. Thank you. No one's ever been run over by a treadmill. No one's ever been hit by a stationary bike. If they do, if they have been, they're, they're exercising in the twilight zone. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. Hello? Hello? Hey, Holland. You've had Aunt Lucy on the show a lot. And you've all, you've been talking about Uncle Harry, but you've never actually had Uncle Harry on the phone. Where is he? Is he at a casino in Las Vegas? Is he dead? Is he in the Titanic? Where is he, Holland? Just a quick question. Love the show, by the way. Well, thank you for for that. I'm glad you love the show. And that's a great question. It's a fair question. You know, I have Aunt Ruthie on the podcast a lot. My aunt from up in Rochester, New York. And, of course, she's married to my my Uncle Harry, a wonderful man. And and you're right. He's never been on the phone. And so Roger is in the booth. Uh, He's dialing him up. Have you got him, Rog? Hang on, folks. Have you got Aunt Ruthie and uh, Uncle Harry? Uh, Uncle Harry's on the line? Okay, good. Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. So we have Aunt Ruthie on the line, and I guess Uncle Harry's not much of a talker, so 
It looks like we got him to get on the phone. So um, we're going to have Aunt, Uncle uh, Harry and Aunt Ruthie on the line here. Yeah, patch him through, Rog. Here we go, gang. Uh, he hello, Aunt Ruthie. Uh, are you there? Hello? Hello? Uh, Aunt Ruthie, it it's Harland. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How are you, little angel? Uh, doing great, Aunt Ruthie. How are you? Oh, well, you know, we're in the middle of the winter up here, Angel, in the middle of Rochester, New York, and it's, my Christ, the snow's coming down like God's got dandruff falling out of his underpants. Uh, okay, um, are you okay, though? Well, it's freezing cold, little Angel. I'm sure it's warm down there where you are in California, in the Hollywoods. Well, it is, it is pretty nice here. I don't want to rub it in. Oh, you're such a little sweetheart, making your movies and your televisions and whatnot, little angel. Uh, yeah, Aunt Ruthie, and I heard that Uncle Harry's uh, on uh, gonna get on the phone today. Oh God, yeah. Let me see. Let me get him. Let me go. Hang on, doll. I'm gonna go get your Uncle Harry. Okay, sweetie pie. Uh, okay, Aunt Ruthie. All right, hold on. Harry. Harry, wait. Can you pick up the phone, please, Harry? Harry, will you pick up the phone? Yes, it's Holland down in Hollywood, California. Will you get on the phone with him, please? Oh, boy, if, if it's too much trouble. Quiet. Pick it up. Hello? Uh, Uncle Harry? Hey, how are you, boy? Uh, I'm, I'm great, Uncle Harry. How are you? Well, you know, it's, just, it's cold as a witch's tit up here. And we got the, the heating bills going through the roof, Harry, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, you got the uh, the heat running and whatnot? Holy Christ, you know, when I was a little boy, <laughs> when I was a little whippersnapper, we, we lived through the Great Depression. Did I ever mention that? Yeah, you mentioned it a few times. Oh, for Christ's sake, Harry. Don't go into the old Depression bit again. I'll go into it if I want to. Now, when I was a boy, when it got cold and we had no food to eat, we, we ate our, our sister's shoes. You ate your sister's shoes? Oh boy, here we go again. Harry, would you knock it off? We ate our sister's shoes, and sometimes, if times were really tough, boy, we'd eat, our si we'd eat their feet. You'd eat your sister's feet? You heard me, you little bastard. Oh, watch your mouth, Harry, for Christ's sake. Stop cussing in front of the little fox. Well, he asked me how I was doing, and if you think it's easy to live through the Great Depression, there were times when we'd have no food on the table, and I'd have to, we'd eat wallpaper, and sometimes we'd eat shingles off the roof, and sometimes my mother would make stick soup, and we'd eat tree bark. We'd wipe our asses with tree bark. Oh, my God. Oh, Harry, stop. Would you stop talking about your ass, wiping your ass with tree bark? Well, we're during the Depression. Oh, would you stop with the Depression, little angel? Holland wants to talk to you. When we were in the Depression. Harry, Uncle Harry, we can talk about something else. And what, there's nothing more, boy, 
They're talking about the Great Depression. Nobody had no money. Nobody, I didn't even have a car. You know how I got around town? You want to know how your uncle, your uncle Harry got around town? I'll tell you what, I had to stick a roller skate up my ass and roll everywhere. What? You heard me, a little bitch. Now, I had to stick a roller skate in my ass crack and roll all over town because I didn't have a car. You hear me, boy? Oh, Harry, would you st talk nice to the child in Holland? I'm sorry, your Uncle Harry's. He never, it's like the depression happened and he never got out of it, for Christ's sake. I can hear you talking, woman. And speaking of which, where's my goddamn Brussels sprouts? I told you to whip me up some Brussels sprouts about two hours ago. You know, during the depression, you know what we ate because we didn't have Brussels sprouts? I'll tell you what we ate. We ate our neighbors. What, what? Uncle Harry? That's right, boy. When we got hungry, we'd go next door and eat the neighbors, the kids, the mother, the father. We had to eat. Are you telling me? Oh, don't listen to him, Angel. All he ever talks about is the depression this, the depression that. All it does is depress me, I'll tell you that, little monkey. Now, uh, what's going on with you, boy? Well, thanks for asking, Uncle Harry. I'm, I'm down here in, uh, as you know, in Hollywood, California. I'm, I'm working in the entertainment industry. Oh, let me tell you something, boy. When I was a kid, during the Depression, all right, we, movies were three cents for two for the matinee and five cents to take a lady out in the evening to the bijou. And I'll tell you what, I always sat in the back row, so I made sure your Aunt Ruthie gave me a bijou, I'll tell you that. Oh, Harry, stop it! You're just being dirty, you fucking pig. Well, those are the days when, when you still had your teeth, Ruthie. Stop, stop talking dirty in front of the boy. Although sometimes you get popcorn kernels in your gums, and they shredded my old bag of meat like a, a wood chipper. Harry, talk about something nice. Well, during the Depression... Uncle Harry, are you sure you want to be talking? Shut your gob hole, boy. I'm telling you, during the Depression, we'd go to the movies, and in those days, they had black and white movies, just like God created them. None of this colored bullshit. Well, I don't think it, you know, it, it, the coloring of films was an, an advancement, Uncle Harry. Yeah, well, so was the shaving of a horse's ball sack. Uncle Harry. Oh, Harry, would you just, uh, I'm sorry, little angel. Your Uncle Harry's so animated, he can't get out of the past. And another thing, boy, we would sit there and we would watch the movies and it would be so cold outside, we'd stay in and watch the movie a second time. We'd hide under the seats, we'd climb up into the rafters, we'd do whatever we had to do to keep warm during the Great Depression, boy. I'm sorry you had to live through that, Uncle Harry, but maybe isn't it time to move on a little bit? Oh, why don't you go drive a tractor up your fat ass? Uncle Harry! Harry, would you be nice to the boy? He's just concerned. He's asking about how you are. You, you do. Well, why does he? You know, I don't need to take any guff from a teenager. 
I'm not a teenager anymore, Uncle Harry. I'm, I'm a, you know, kind of a full-grown man. Well, during the Depression, you grew up to be a man when you were four years old because we didn't have nothing, boy. We would, when you're four years old, you'd be out chopping wood, you'd be catching catfish, and if you had to, you'd fuck the rear end off of your neighbor's wife. Just, Harry, would you stop it? Well, I'm just telling the boy. Stop telling, for Christ's sake, get your head out of the depression. Uncle Harry, maybe it's, it's time to move on a little bit. And maybe it's time for you to go suck the rear end of a candlestick. Uncle Harry, I... Oh, Uncle, hang up, Harry. Tired of you. You hang up and speak. Where's my goddamn Brussels sprouts, woman? Oh, crap. You know what? Hang on. Go sit in the living room. I'll bring you your goddamn Brussels sprouts. Hello, Angel. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling. I'm so sorry. It's uh... it's okay, Aunt Ruthie. I know Uncle Harry doesn't like to talk on the phone, but my listeners were wondering who, what, you know, what he was up to, what he, what he's doing. Well, you know, Angel. He just sits around. He sits around here. He eats his Brussels sprouts. He watches Jeopardy. You know, he's done so many farts into the cushion on his chair that, I mean, that thing looks like melting tar on a Louisiana highway. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, for Christ's sake, I have to put mothballs in his underpants, little angel. It smells like somebody, uh, you know, boiled a hamburger on a, uh, on a witch's ass, for Christ's sake. Okay, Aunt Ruthie, thank you for that. Listen, I better get going. Hang on. Where's my Brussels sprouts, women? I'm, I'm, I'm coming, Harry. Good Christ. Sometimes I wish that man would just swallow a fucking three-hour fire log and shut his gob hole, Holland. Well, let's be nice. All right, Angel, I've got to run. Me and Uncle Harry love you so much. I'm so sorry he was in a bit of a mood today, Angel. That's okay, Aunt Ruthie. It was just... Nice to talk to him. Tell him I said goodbye and give him my love. Okay, hang on. Uncle Harry Holland says goodbye and he gives you his love. You tell that boy to drive a Mack truck up his ass. Okay, well, I'm going to go, little angel. You take care, okay? Aunt Ruthie loves you, angel. Thank you, Aunt Ruthie. I love you, too. Okay, goodbye, angel. Little freckle-faced boy. Bye, Ruthie. Wow. Okay, well, there's Uncle Harry. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it has been a long time since I've actually connected with Uncle Harry, and he's, he's a sweet old guy. But he's one of those guys, I think he's like in his 80s or 90s, and just, you know, some people just never kind of get their head out of the past, and he still talks a lot about the good old days and the Depression, and that's fine, but I don't know. It even sounded like he was watching an old TV show in the background there. I I couldn't tell what the hell that was. But uh, anyway, so thank you, uh, caller Pavement Pounder, for... Uh, inquiring about my uh, my uncle Harry, there there's a little uh, you know a little snippet of of him, and uh, maybe he'll be back on one of these days. He doesn't like to get on the phone as much as Ruthie, so so there you go. I think that's a real sweet you know family oriented spot to to end the show. I think that's beautiful. 
Um, so we'll stop it right there. Let's do a few little announcements here, y'all. Uh, don't forget, if you are a premium member, the Let's Have a Fight podcast uh, airs on Tuesday, March 1st. Okay? So we're talking like tomorrow, baby. Yeah, it airs tomorrow. A full-on, full podcast. Let's Have a Fight podcast with me and Adam Carolla, Superman, superstar Adam Carolla. We just go head-to-head, man. We're going to be talking about incest. We're going to be talking about global warming. We're going to be talking about women farting, all kinds of important things. Uh, Wait and see who wins the fights. Uh, And then uh, if you want to see me do live stand-up this uh, coming uh, March, March 10 through 13, uh, the Houston Improv in Texas, Houston, Texas. March 10th through 13, and then going over into April, the comedy party starts. If you haven't seen seen any ads for this yet, the comedy party is a comedy throwdown with me, Tom Green, Bobby Lee from Mad TV, and Polly Shore. And we're all doing uh, the same theater uh, in Dubuque and uh, Rockford and uh, out there in the Midwest, Illinois, Iowa. That's April 7, 8, 9. Check harlandwilliams.com to see if we're in your city or near you. You can come out and see us. It's going to be awesome, folks. All four of us doing stand-up comedy in in gorgeous theaters, one night only in each town. Uh, Please go to harlandwilliams.com. Check my stand-up comedy uh, link, and you can order your tickets right online. We don't want you to miss out. It is going to be a comedy party. Um. And then the uh, following week, I will be in Brea, Brea, California, just outside of L.A., uh, April uh, 14th through 17th. And that is the Brea Improv, April 14th to 17th. And then Canada, I am coming home April 28th to uh, May 1st. I will be in Edmonton. At the Great Big Mall at the Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in Edmonton. Going to be a blast. So a lot of great stuff coming up, man. Uh, Also, while you're at harlemwilliams.com getting your tickets, uh, check out our store. We have great, fun merchandise we can send to you. And uh, you can browse around the whole website. And also, gang, um, please get our app. We now have an app. It's on Android or Apple. You can download it for absolutely free and listen to the Harland Highway on your phone. You get the most current 50 episodes. And then for 20 bucks a year, you get almost 700 episodes, backlogged episodes, 700 for 20 bucks, plus a special bonus material, me uh, doing live stand-up comedy, uh, interviews with some of my characters, and my whole second podcast that you can only hear on Harland Highway Premium. It's called Let's Have a Fight, where uh, I have a verbal joust with another comedian or actor or funny person uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Adam Carolla on the Let's Have a Fight podcast. So please join. Only $20. And uh, it also helps uh, fund all this crazy podcast stuff that uh, I am into. And ultimately bringing to you. Uh, So thanks in advance. Hope you can uh, join up. And thank you for being here today, everybody. I hope you had a good time. 
keep the uh, phone calls coming, 323-739-4330. Or if you want to write me, you can write me at harlowwilliams.com. And the phone number is on harlowwilliams.com too. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Harlan Williams. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. That's right, boy. When we got hungry, we'd go next door and eat the neighbors, the kids, the mother, the father. We had to eat.